Welcome to the Way to Go podcast. I'm Bill McMahon along with Mark Hostetler, and we are rolling on after Thanksgiving. Now we're heading to Christmas, man. Absolutely. It's going to be there before we know it. You know the what I mean? Advent. I know we're not out of November yet, so we're getting close to it. But Right, but Sunday was the first week of Advent, and yep. it's the Advent of Hope. Right, right, well, right, I right, see right. it as the Advent of Hope, you right. know? I actually wrote a devotion for Sunday about that, you know? And and I, I think it's awesome. Um it's going by really quick, but I still think it's awesome. I love the Christmas season, the kindness, the the peace, the joy that you can feel. Uh, yeah, you can feel some stress too. Um, but well, it's it, one of the things I'd like to talk about because I do hear the word anxiety a lot. I do hear mm-hmm. people in fear. Oh, I was afraid of this, or afraid of that, and it just mental health issues we hear about a lot. It's just, and even if you don't hear the specifics, you hear the word a lot. Mental health, mental health, mental health, mental health, mental health. Way more than I ever heard it growing up. And I'm not saying that it wasn't thought about. It's just people didn't think about themselves as much as we do. Like, we're really keen on self-involved thoughts. And it really then, oh, am I totally healthy? Am I da-da-da-da-da-da? And, yeah, I mean, do people need sometimes a mental break? Sure. I mean, do people need sometimes just to take a day off and catch a break from things? Yeah, rest their minds. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no doubt about it. But... Mm -hmm. The Bible does, I mean, talk a lot about fear. The Bible does talk, deal with anxiety. It's not like you don't have to go to a yoga class to deal with anxiety. Hmm. You don't have to go and read a certain poet or chant or hum or anything else to, or just sit there and meditate to deal with stress. I mean, you can come to God because he's the one it's like, hey, you just seek first my kingdom and all these things will be added unto you, right? Yeah, I like what you're saying there because you're not helpless, you know, right. I think sometimes we just, we feel helpless and, and kind of tied to a diagnosis of, of our, of our quote unquote condition, you know? Right. And it's like, well, well, how about just starting with the practicality? This is what I had to do. I had to start with the practical things first. Number one, take every thought captive. Right. That's second Corinthians 10. So when my th- thought patterns start going out of whack, what do I have to do? I have control over that. Right. Take it captive. And what do I have to do with that? Once I have that thought captive, now I got to make it obey Christ. That's what it says. So make it obey Christ. What does Christ say? Be anxious for nothing, but in everything, offer up your prayers and petitions with thanksgiving in your heart, right? Right. Right. So take your thought captive, make it obey Christ. Tell yourself, I'm not going to be anxious about this thing. I love how my brother-in-law put it. He said he was sitting there anxious one night in bed, couldn't fall asleep. And he actually just, he actually just stopped himself and he said, okay, what can I do about this problem right now in bed? Nothing is the answer. Right. So I'm going to put it to bed. I'm done. That's a good point. You know? Right. So once you got that thought obedient to Christ... Offer up your prayers to him. The best way to and get praise. rid of anxiety, right. yeah, the best way to get rid of anxiety in your heart, in your mind, is to pray to the one that's in control of everything. Right. I mean, cast your cares on me. I care for you. That's what he says. Do that. Yeah, I mean, I'm fortunate in that I do have, like, I would say, you know, there's a there's a word called rumination, mm-hmm. which means you wake up and you think about things over and over. Yes. Can I obsess? Oh, Oh, yeah. I mean, with the best of them, man. I mean, with the best. I mean, I'm great at it. I mean, I really, you know, I can win awards for it, I think. But (laughs) as far as being anxious or worried about that kind of stuff, I mean, if you include that in, I guess so. I'm not 
I don't worry about too much. I mm-hmm. just figure it's going to work out. God's got it under, and I've been around long enough that I've just seen God always work it out. And typically, if I'm in a super stressful week where there's a million things going on, I just break it down to one day at a time and just go, go through and just deal yeah. with it. I just have to. I only when it's Monday. I only need to be thinking about Monday stuff. I don't mm-hmm. need to be thinking about Friday stuff. I don't mm-hmm. need to be taking, thinking about Saturday stuff or Sunday stuff. I just need to be thinking about what what do I need to do on Monday? That's a great point. And when I get to Tuesday, yeah. then I just worry about Tuesday. Tuesday, and that's what Jesus Christ said. Just today's got enough things to think about. Don't worry about tomorrow because today's got enough to think about today. That's it. So I just take it one day at a time like Jesus Christ said, and that's Matthew 634 mm-hmm. where he said that, by the way. But there's this is a great verse I encountered today, Colossians 3.15. Let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts. Yes. Since as members of one body, you were called to peace and be thankful. Now, this is a whole thing. I mean, if you look at Colossians chapter three, and I'm going to try to spin actually over there because there are some things that caught my eye, Mm -hmm. but I really do like that concept of you need to allow it to rule in your heart. You allow that to rule is trying to rule. It wants to rule. Peace wants to come into your life. And sometimes we're just not letting it. And so he's already been saying, as you look earlier in the, in that passage, he's been talking about being kind and being compassionate and bearing with each other, forgiving each other, Mm -hmm. loving each other. So part of that is the peace. I mean, part of the peace is I'm busying myself loving you, whether you love me or not. I'm, I'm busying myself forgiving you. Sometimes I don't want to, to be honest. Like sometimes I don't want to do that. Mm -hmm. Like I don't, I'm more interested in you. You know, I mean, you get in your up and coming sometimes than I am in, and that's not a peace way. You know, that's not the way of peace. Yeah. And so so peace is there. Like, even when he, he's saying all these things and, and the things that are going on there, you got to bear with each other. So sometimes there's grievances. You can still have peace even when there's grievances, right? And yes. and forgives the Lord forgave you. Obviously, somebody must have offended you if he's telling you to forgive. And, and, and while that offense is going on, you can still have peace, mm-hmm. right? So you have to make a decision then to love people, you have to make a decision to allow that peace to reign I like and be that. thankful. And one of the things that brings peace and be thankful. That's right. So at peace, why don't you appreciate, instead of worried about, well, so-and-so said this negative thing about me, how about thinking, yeah, but what about the hundred people that said something nice? Yeah. What about the, the hundred people that would go to bat for you in a heartbeat? They, they would take a bullet for you in a heartbeat. Yep. What about all those people? Like sometimes I think that we don't appreciate enough the people who appreciate you and you're worried about the one person who doesn't appreciate you. When you find the one person who doesn't appreciate you, don't worry about that, right? I agree 100%, Bill. And I love how in this verse that you mentioned, it says that we were called to peace. Right. You know, this is one of our, one of the things that Christ did for us is he, he said, come to me. I... I'm going to give you my peace in this world. You're going to have trouble. I'm going to give you my peace is what he says, you know, and I love that encouragement from him and from Paul here in Colossians where you're called to live in peace. Right. Anxiety is the opposite of that. Yes. Living in fear is the opposite of that, man. I mean, he, he has come so that we can have perfect peace. And Isaiah says that those who have that place their trust in him, he will keep in perfect peace. So but I, trust I want to him. share. I want to share a story because I, I think that, and not it's not my story. It's the story of Jehoshaphat in Second Chronicles twenty. We're told, fear not, over and over. Why? Because it's an issue. Jesus Christ dealt with anxiety. Why? Because it's an issue. 
and you see Jehoshaphat, and sometimes it's understandable. There's a he was told in Second Chronicles 22, a vast army is coming against you from Edom, from the other side of the Dead Sea. It's already in Hazamon Tamar, that is in in Engedi, alarmed. Mm-hmm. Jehoshaphat resolved to inquire the Lord. Alarmed. That means he was right. he felt anxiety. He was afraid of that. Like that scared him. Like that news scared him. And sometimes if you hear a word like cancer, you're going to be shook up. Absolutely. If you are there and maybe your spouse comes to you and says they don't want to be around you or you're engaged or you have a special relationship, they don't want to be around you, you hear you get bad news of whatever kind, you're losing your job. Uh, there's a lot of vaccination issues uh, mm-hmm. now. Well, I lose my job because I'm not yeah. getting vaccinated, right. so on and so forth. There's a, there's a lot that can stop you and make you fearful, right? And so mm-hmm. I understand there's nothing wrong at times we're getting somewhat rattled by something that by a strong storm in your life. I mean, it's like I've had people and they're having quadruple bypass. I remember this one woman and she was just a saint. And she said to me, I'm scared. Is that wrong? Like, I'm nervous about this. Mm-hmm. I'm like, no, if they were going to about to crack open my chest and operate on me. I'd be a little bit nervous too. Somebody sticking their fingers down on my chest. Yeah. It make me nervous too. And I didn't really blame her for nervousness. I think that that's going to hit all of us. Like fear is a natural emotion to think that we're never going to fear fearful would be like, well, you're never going to feel love. You're never going to feel anything. You're never going to feel jealous. You're never going to feel angry. Of course yeah. you are. Of course you're going to feel angry. Of course you're going to feel anxious. <laughs> of course you're, you're going to feel love too, but it's what you do with it. And so when anxiety comes to me, the, the issue really is, you know, what will I do? And what I like about it is what he did. He resolved to inquire of the Lord. He proclaimed a fast for all of Judah. Then he had other people around them coming together to seek help from the Lord. And they came from every town in Judah to seek God. And I love that. It's He prayed about it. And he Absolutely. said, guys, I, I'm praying about this. I want you to pray along with me. And that's the way that he dealt with his fears. So it wasn't wrong that he felt fear because that was a natural emotion. If he would have just wallowed or what else do you think would have been wrong? Like what would have been a wrong reaction for him finding that out? Acting without the Lord's direction. All right. He could have just reacted to the news and gathered together the army that he had and just headed out or headed away from him or whatever. No, he that would have been the wrong move. Yeah. He's... Even in this context, I mean, he said over and over, the Lord said over and over again, you didn't inquire of me, right? you know, and that's why you're having these problems, yeah. you know? So he, he did what he was supposed to do. Right. He inquired of the Lord, you know, I think I, I, I also want to say that I think Jesus exemplified this too in the garden of Gethsemane when he was anguishing, right? Droplets of blood so much, yeah. you know, what did he do? He went three times. And he went back and prayed. He's prayed. Prayed, not you know? criticized for the stress. He's not criticized no for the heaviness of what he went through. What he, he knew would, he was going to endure the cross. Yeah, right. Anyway, right. So I mean, I think that it's what you do with the situation that really defines who you are. I think a wrong thing to do would have been just to kind of like just sit around and do nothing. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. Wallow. Go complain to all his friends about it. Go talk about have a pity me party. Mm-hmm. I think all those things would not have been helpful. 
Um, if he would have just sat around, woe is me, and not prepared that army, not gotten his people together to pray, because they did go meet those forces with yeah. an army. God fought the battle for them. They did go out there with an army. Mm-hmm. I, I appreciate what he does. He's The first thing is seeking help from the Lord, and also right. to recognize his own inability to deal with it. Our God, will you not judge them, for we have no power to face this vast army that is attacking us. We don't know what to do, but our eyes are on you. Mm. Man, I appreciate the honesty there in, in his prayer. We have no, we don't have the power ourselves to handle what we're going through right now, but wow. the, but our eyes are on you. And I think about people who are writing to me recently, what I see anxiety about is uh, my mom's in the hospital yeah. with COVID. Uh, my grandpa's in the hospital with COVID. My mom's oxygen level is low. Uh, we hear it's very daunting and you hear that. Okay. And then you would admit I have no power to face this. Like mm. there's nothing I can do about that. Somebody's sick, somebody's in a hospital. I don't know what it's going to do. I remember Steve when his mom was dying of COVID and I was talking to Steve, it's going to, COVID's going to do what COVID's going to do. Yeah. And there's, there's yeah. nothing that we can do about it except to come to God. Yeah. That That is the only thing that we can. He said, our eyes are on you. And when we're scared, where are our eyes? Yeah. Are it just on the problem and what we're about to lose? Or is our eyes? No, God's got that. It's under control. He's got his own reasons for what I'm going through right now. And I'm going to trust him. I man, Bill, that was so good. And I want to say that the the other wrong thing uh, would have been anytime you you wrestle with anxiety or fear, uh, you have a tendency to want to make an impulse decision. Right. We this is what inquiring the Lord stops. It stops us from making an impulsive, reactive decision that's based out of fear, not faith. So, in other words, we, you might lash out at somebody if you're afraid, or you yeah. might. Something like that. Yeah. yeah. Or, or if you're anxious about it, you're upset mm-hmm. about it, you might jump the gun and say, well, instead of me worrying about it, I'm just correct. Like my Sino or my neighbor, uh, Mr. Sino, he planted these pumpkin plants by, by his back wall, and we were always catching balls back there. Guys, oh, hey, watch it. He became so upset about it, he tore them all out. Instead of just letting them grow through, he just reacted to his fears. We were not yeah. going to kill those plants. Right. You know what I'm saying? But he like, thought we were, so he just jumped the gun. He was a great guy, you, by the you way. Start, I would never put down You Mr. start Shino. to make I mean, these these right. irrational decisions in your life based off of fear. Right. And that you can't right. you can't expect good to come out of that. You right. know, you, you have to just be patient, rest, uh and inquire of the Lord. I love Jehoshaphat's um uh resolve to do right. that. He didn't just do it, he included his the people he was leading, he included all of them to right. do it. Get together, men, women, children, doesn't matter who it is, we're gonna stand in the middle of this square, right. <laughs> town square, and seek the Lord. But there are great verses that come out of here because in verse fifteen of Second Chronicles twenty, then the prophet comes and listen, King Jehoshaphat and all who live in Judah and Jerusalem, this is what the Lord says to you, do not be afraid mm. or discouraged because of this vast army for the battle is not yours, but God's. Yeah. And this is like oh. putting the fear back in, like Jesus Christ says, the Bible says, cast all your anxiety upon me because I care about you. That's actually a God verse, right? You know mm-hmm. I mean? I want you to cast and we're told he'll never leave us or forsake us. So I want you to take your fears. I want you to give them over to me. And that's exactly what they're doing because the battle's not yours, it's God. And when things are up in the air, they're in God's hands. And a lot of times people say, well, I don't know what's going to happen. Things are up in the air. Yes, they're up in the air, but they're still in God's hands. That's right. The battle's his. And it says, you'll not have to fight this battle. Take up your position stand firm and see the deliverance the Lord will give you and Jerusalem. Do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged. Go out and face in the mar. The Lord will be with you. You don't have to worry. And how many times in ministry do we just have to go out and do things that are sometimes harder outside of our comfort zone where we just have to say, Lord, I know you're going to be with me. 
Absolutely. Right? I mean, a lot. Yeah. Right. I mean, as long as you know you're following God and his direction, I mean, don't be afraid anymore. Right. He's with you. You know, right. that's a comforting thought, man. Right. I mean, you told that to Joshua over and over too. Don't be afraid. Don't be afraid. I'm with you. Right. I'm with you, you know? Right. Uh, and that's the hope we have right now today right. is God, as long as I'm following you and I'm listening right. for your voice, you're with me. And I like Jehoshaphat after consulting the people, Jehoshaphat appointed men to sing to the Lord and, and to praise him for the splendor of his holiness as they went out ahead at the head of the army saying, Give thanks to the Lord for his love endures forever. As they began to sing and praise, the Lord set ambushes for the men of Ammon and Moab and Mount Seir who were invading Judah and they were defeated. And it wasn't an ambush that Judah said. They didn't sling one sword. They spent three days collecting plunder when this was all said and done. It was a, it was a marvelous victory that they had. And they send a choir as the lead of the military, a choir singing, give thanks to the Lord for his love endures forever. That's got to be the focus. That's the oh focus of the people mm. is give thanks to God. His love endures forever. We've just come through the Thanksgiving season. It shouldn't be one day. Man, this should be our attitude all the time. Give thanks to the Lord. His love endures forever. Now, sometimes we hit exceptional things. Like they were not invaded every day of their lives. We mm -hmm. say be thankful every day, right? But they weren't invaded every day. Sometimes we have very uh, singular battles that we face in our lives at certain set times. Mm -hmm. At those certain set times that we're in battle, there's something way bigger than us that we're facing, something daunting, something scary. Man, here we are. Give, it's okay. Give thanks to the Lord. His love endures forever. And it says, as they began to sing, the Lord jumped into action. But, it's praise first, answers later. I, I look at these things like, well, you know, sometimes maybe God's not going to act until I start praising him. Bill, I mean, I, I, right? I'm, I'm a worship pastor. I think you're aware of that, right? This when yeah. <laughs> this makes me drool. You know what I mean? This verse right here is like, guys, this is such a spiritual significant verse right here. Right. To put worship out ahead, no matter what, put worship out ahead. Praise God. Put him ahead of you. And he's going to fight the battles. Right. He, you're going to come to that point where you think is this monstrous, uh, unwinnable battle. And you're going to find that the defeat, it's already defeated right. for you. You know, I mean, there are times we come to an end of ourselves and there's nothing else we can do. And I've had people right. and I'll just always tell them, just you do what you can, leave the rest of God. You do what you can, you leave the rest of God. Yeah. I'm just going to do what I can. And I think that just making sure that we're on the good end of the equation, that we're decent humans, that we treat people with respect and love, no matter how they treat us and just leave mm -hmm. everything to God to work out. I can't be involved. Like it would have been wrong for him to go consult an idol. It would have been wrong for him to live like everyone else. I don't want us living like everyone else and just being nasty or witchy or yelling mm -hmm. at people and cursing at people right. uh, because we're upset or we're hurt. I think that, no, we just leave these things to the Lord. We put it in his hands. And again, Jesus Christ also dealt with anxiety because he said, therefore, I tell you, don't worry about your life, what you'll eat or drink or about your body. What you'll wear is not life more than food and the body more than clothes. Look at the birds of the air. They don't sow or reap or store away in barns, yet your heavenly father feeds them. Aren't you not much more valuable than they are. Can any mm -hmm. of you, by worrying, add a single hour to your life? And I love that concept. Don't worry. God's got it handled. He's going to take care of it. He takes care of birds. You're more valuable. He's going to take care of you. Mm -hmm. Who can, and they debate what it means in verse 27, who by worrying can add a single hour. And then some people say a single inch mm -hmm. to your height or single hour. Yeah. It really means a single anything. Anything. Yeah. A single anything. It doesn't matter. It's a single inch, a single hour, a single, a one of anything. Mm -hmm. What what can you add by worrying? What one 
of anything aside from an ulcer are you going to add <laughs> by worrying? Right. No, nothing, nothing. Worry always subtracts. Right. Always. It's just, it's just never going to add anything. Uh, no rational thinking, nothing like that. Right. You know, I, I just, it, why we spend time worrying, it's, I guess it's just natural, right? It and is. We, it's yeah. our natural, yes. you know, uh, fleshly uh, state of mind, but we don't have to. Right. Honestly, we don't right. have to. God is with us today. We just have to stay in close connection with him and he's going to he's going to remind us yeah. of it you know i mean he's going to he's going to answer just like he did jehoshaphat and this group he answered them he answered them with the word that says hey don't fear i'm with you right go, you're going to go out i'm going to fight this battle right. for you and what happened with them in in verse 26 it says that they on the fourth day after all the plunder that they had, they had this humongous three right. days worth of gathering all this plunder. The fourth day, they praised God in the Valley of Baraka, right. which is the Valley of Blessing. blessing right. You want to you have blessing in your life? Yeah. Put praise out ahead of you. Stay close to the Lord. Inquire of him often. Don't worry. He's fighting your battles. Right. You're going to experience blessings in your life. Because God does great things out of our bad things, and that's yeah. a fact. And sometimes mm. when we're going through bad things, it's going to turn out to be a blessing for yeah. which we praise that's God. That's true. And that's how we have to think about these things. And a lot of this is how you think. It's how you deal mm-hmm. with things. He was anxious. He took it right to God. And when I'm anxious, I take it right to God. And that's, I mean, there are so many other verses, but you guys get the point of what yeah. we're saying. Again, Second Chronicles 20 is a passage we looked at. Matthew 6 is a passage we looked at. They're both great ones, both awesome ones. We hope that you have a great and a blessed week.